Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I get to be your host. My name is Dr. Justin Short. I use the word doctor because this is about the only place I get to use it anymore, so I'm going to take full advantage. You're listening to the TLP podcast at TLP or the Lifestyle Practice. We work with doctors to grow their practice in life. We're not worried about being flashy. We're not concerned about seeing our name up in lights. In fact, we turn down almost every speaking engagement or other podcast interview we're offered. Yes, believe it or not, we do get them. Not because we're aloof or we think we're better than anyone else, but because we really practice what we preach. We believe time is the most precious commodity we're given, just like what we preach on this podcast and with our clients. And no offense to anyone, but there are other things we like to do more with our time than going from conference to conference or podcast to podcast. Would it make us feel cooler? Maybe. I don't know. But for me, and I know I can speak for Derek and Steve, that getting to live my life, how I want to live it, and doing what I want to do with the people I want to do those things with, ultimately is what drives us. Right or wrong, that's who we are. And part of that is working with dentists one-on-one to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve in their life. And we treat our podcast the same way. Our aim is to help, inspire, bring value to, and ultimately push you to achieve the greatness we believe is in every single one of you listening to this. We do our best to cut out the fluff, and we're not worried about being PC or stepping on toes if we have to do that along the way. So with that preface, let's jump into what I want to cover with you today, shall we? And that is, what's your story? What do you stand for? What are solid standards that you hold yourself to? And the reason I ask this is I feel so many fail to make these things concrete. And we end up living this weird amalgamation that looks in part like what others want from us, what we think they will put up with, a little bit of what we think we can accomplish without putting too much on the line, a little bit from whatever our emotional state is that day, week or month, and a little bit of what we really want our life to look like, sprinkled throughout it all. It's been said, and I personally tend to agree, we're all going to experience pain in life. It's either going to be the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And discipline is doing what it takes to keep the promises we've made to ourselves. But I want to take a step back from that idea because what I see a lot of is people, doctors, unwilling to even put themselves out there enough to make promises to themselves. Because if we do that, then by nature, we're faced with a black and white choice. Did we keep that promise or did we not? And I see a lot, and maybe it's just hit me harder lately of doctors knowing what they want to do or need to do, 
or should do in their practice or with their life, but being ruled by fear that holds them back from doing that. Fear that if I hold this person accountable to perform how I need them to do it, to hit the goals that I have, they'll leave. Fear that if I share with my patients all the ways I can help them, they'll leave. Fears that if I put a vacation policy in place where we all take time off at the same time so we're not playing a man down every other week throughout the year, that my employees will leave. Fear that if I take even four weeks off a year, my practice will fail. Because I know perfectly well, and so do you, that all those things could possibly happen. Well, maybe besides your practice failing. But they probably won't, but they could. But what if you don't stand for what you believe in? I'd much rather have someone leave and have to replace them then be held hostage to their ideals or underperformance that will ultimately hold me back from the life I want. I get it. It may sound a little selfish, I know, but honestly, I didn't bust my butt in school for my drama queen hygienist. I didn't put myself in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to buy a practice so my diva front desk could call in sick every time they sneezed the night before. And it's counterintuitive, I know. But the exact reason why folks don't follow our leadership is because we don't stand for something. They know we won't stick to the ideas we present if they be and moan enough. They know our resolve is weak. They know we're willing to compromise what we want to cruise the path of least resistance. They know who we are at the core is a moving target. We think they'll want to follow our leadership if we give in, if we're nice, if we coddle. But think about it. If you're going into battle, is that the type of leader you want to follow? Of course not. Ask yourself, like literally ask yourself, why did you become a dentist? Why did you put yourself through the hell of dental school? Then ask yourself, how does the life you're living or practice you're leading fall short from the answer to the previous questions. Of course it's hard. Duh. You want this, whatever this is, without any obstacles, it's not going to happen. And I'm going to offer you a challenge today. And here's the challenge. Write down things you want in your life. It may be time off. It may be financial. It may be to have the confidence to lead your office free of fear. To institute changes you know would help your bottom line quality of life or both without the fear or thoughts of, but what if they won't go for it? What if they won't start starting to co-diagnose? What if they won't show up to work on time? The challenge is plant your flag in the sand and be willing to alleviate anything that hinders your progress. Anything that gets in your way, get rid of it. If your assistant won't set up the way you want after showing them how you want it done, be your own wrecking ball. Boom, gone. If your hygienist won't co-diagnose or do perio after you've asked and asked and have at least offered to train them if needed, boom, wrecking ball, gone. When that little voice tells you to be a puss and not offer Johnny Snaggletooth Invisalign or When you're doing your best to turn that crown into an eight surface filling, wrecking ball. 
Here is a good real life example of kind of what I'm talking about from a call this week with a client. And I asked their permission to use it. And I'm not picking on them because the fact is we're covering this topic on this podcast because I hear some form of this exact conversation five to 10 times a week. So I know they're not alone. They're just honest. So here it is. This is taken out of, it's an excerpt from a pre-call email. Also, I'd like to get some feedback on a situation. I have a hygienist that wants to go from four to three days a week. When I bought the practice, she was at three days a week and wanted more time, so we put her at four. When that happened, my other hygienist came to me and said she wished she had known because she was wanting to take some Thursdays off and would have had the first hygienist fill in for her. But now that she's there each Thursday, that's not possible. This year, I'm still in the email here. This year, the first hygienist has maxed out all of her PTO in the first six months and has even taken off a lot of unpaid time since. Her good friend, who we just hired, came to me one day frustrated because she has taken so much time off and suggested I need to put a limit on it. I like this hygienist and I want to have her there and happy, but I don't want to send the message that we can all just decrease our days when we want. Also, that's the opposite direction that I want to go. Can I get your thoughts from the outside in? So again, I think this is a perfect example of one of the reasons why coaching works so well. Outside looking in, to me, this decision is as simple as they come. When you're caught up in the middle, the water gets a bit muddy. So what's the right answer? First, I asked, why in the hell do you want this person in your office? They've maxed out their PTO. They've taken a week and a half beyond that off unpaid to the point their own friend who they helped get hired is calling them out. You need more hygiene capacity. So by this hygienist going down a day, you're going to have to hire, onboard, keep track of, train, et cetera, et cetera, someone new for that one open day now. You've had to play a man down in hygiene because of this person over 10% of the year so far. The decision is simple. Does her taking off another day per week get you closer to your goal or take you further away? Further away, obviously. Does her taking almost double the time off beyond the PTO policy take you closer or further away from your goals? Further away. Get rid of her. Wrecking ball, boom, she's gone. If you know your goal, you can evaluate every decision based on does it take you closer? Or does it take you further away? And when you do that, leadership gets much clearer. It gets much simpler if you have the resolve to follow up on the answers you come to. And if you do approach with that mentality and you're crystal clear on who you are, what you stand for, and what you want to happen, and that's your standard that you're unwilling to compromise on, I really think you'll be amazed how that attracts the right people to you. How people are more willing to get behind and support someone with that confidence and resolve versus 
the wishy-washy leader, who every time you try to present something, your team starts to roll their eyes, knowing all they have to do is give you an ounce of pushback, and they'll get you to bend. And if they won't get on board, wonderful. That also means it works, because you don't need those people. They will hold you back. They will rob you of the life and practice you want. They will rob you of precious time with your family and experiences with the people you love. You've got to make a decision. Take a stand and lock into your standard day after day after day. My wife actually gave me a quote. Not sure where she pulled it out of thin air from, but she said, and when she did, I was like, what did you just say? She was actually talking to our kids, but it was good. She said, to be good, you have to be good all the time. Standards, who you decide you are, what you decide you want, and you keep those promises to yourself. It isn't a one-time decision. They're each a daily decision. I don't get to do something for a day and now call that my standard any more than I can have a $10,000 day and say, sweet, now I'm financially free. When things go wrong in your office or life or a real estate deal, it happens. It doesn't change who I am or what my standard is. It's at most a speed bump. So what? I know who I am and what I want, and I'm concrete in that knowledge. So I keep going. But when you don't know who you are or what you really believe in, or worse, when you let others dictate who you believe yourself to be, which I see happen all the time. My team won't do what I ask. Someone from my team is out at least once a week. If I say we're all taking time off at the same time, they're going to leave. Those beliefs shape how you see yourself, and you alone have the power to break that vicious cycle. So that's my challenge to you. Be your own wrecking ball for the things that get in your way, and I guarantee The right people around you will respect that. And most of all, the most important, your confidence and belief in yourself is going to expand. No one, no one wants to follow a wishy-washy loser. And when you're scared to implement the things you know you need in your office because you're not sure if your team will go for it, you're a wishy-washy loser. And you're only compounding the problem that you have. Be a wrecking ball for what you believe and for what you want. If you'd like to discuss further working together to grow your practice in life, please reach out to us at Justin, Derek, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. Thanks for listening as always. Till next week, peace.